I was standing and I woke up and I like shit my pants. Like I woke up and I was like, oh my God. So I went back to my parents' house. My parents were like out of town, mm-hmm. probably. I don't know. And um, well, I'm going to open this. And um, I sh- that was the first time in my life, to my knowledge, maybe when I was a baby, that I had the shit and puke <laughs> combo. Oh, both ends. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like literally army crawling like to the bathroom. Like, because towards the end, you have nothing in you. Mm-hmm. Like the shitting eventually ceased because mm-hmm. you literally have shit it all out. And you're literally just puking up like whatever is left in your body. You know, like it's just it, like my my parents' floor. Luckily, I cleaned for them. For the, oh, I remember where my parents were. My parents were in Des Moines because Obama was running for president. I know you're like a white nationalist, but um, <laughs> and Oprah was in Des Moines, like being like it's Barack Obama, like to get people to vote, which mm-hmm. worked. But um, while so while they were doing that, I was army crawling on their floor, fucking like just. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Did Obama I, win? He did. He I did. don't know if you know history, but he did win. Um, I'm sure your cameraman over here is like super pissed. He's like, fucking libtard. Fucking <laughs> He's probably one of those I libert- prefaced him already. libertarians. Are you a libertarian? Oh, God, no. Thank God. Okay, get over here. I'm going to fuck you. What's wrong with libertarians? Why, what's wrong with being Are right in the middle? Are you a libertarian? Fuck yeah, I am right in the middle. But do you vote libertarian? Absolutely. Then you're literally dumb. Why? Okay, so I don't know if you went to school, but we live in this shit. Well, let me rephrase. Let me I'm rephrase. talking. Hang on. Stop. Hang on. Okay, so did I- Did you vote libertarian this last I, I time? I did not. No, I didn't. I didn't. I know a lot of guys that did the right thing for, for country mm-hmm. and voted for Biden. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Trump. Hell- no, What's, oh, I know a lot of like guys your age. I think it's like a Gen X thing. You guys think you're cool, but you're not. No, because we're all. fucking tired of you guys. First of all, I'm like forty years younger than you, so I don't know who you're talking about. You that guys. means you'd be negative one. Here's the thing. I just want to tell this to everyone. I understand Democrats are frustrating. Yes, and it's frustrating. But this system of government that we have sucks, asshole. Mm-hmm. And I would rather have Democrats in charge of it than fucking literal people who don't read, don't believe in science, don't believe in anything, only want to follow a cult leader like person. You know, if we were back in like the, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like the Bush day, not even, like, I would be like, okay, whatever. But like, it's literally between democracy ceasing to exist. Or like, I think it's a little over dramatic. If Trump exist? gets if Trump gets in again, the United States will be over. That's be- that's that's a ridiculous thing. I don't, I don't think he'll ever get in again, and I pray to God that he doesn't. I don't. But- I I'm not saying anything anymore. I mean, I knew he was going to get in because it was too good of a story. And I'm mm-hmm. from Iowa, so mm-hmm. I know how those like I know how people in the rural think. First of all, they hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah, more for than what, I think. For what reasons? Because she's a woman and she has a vagina and she had the audacity to go to law school. And instead of just sitting there and being like, you know, a fucking Nancy Reagan throat groat kind Mm -hmm. of cunt. She was like, actually, um, I have a law degree. I don't remember where she went. I think Harvard or one of those. And um, I'm not a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And they can't, you know, if you're, when you're a Republican, if you're a woman, you're supposed to be seen, not hurt. And that's the type of people that want to run this country i gotta do a quick ad this uh this uh this segment is brought to you by the nancy reagan uh, public library <laughs> just say yes to, th- to opening your throat to come behind the warner brothers lot is apparently what she did which is like that's Republican. did you see this story? tell that story 
You well, Nancy Reagan. I don't know. A story came out like a couple months ago, which my dad, who's like a staunch Democrat, mm-hmm. older. I mean, he's like a little transphobic, but you can't with boomers. As long as they like vote for the right people, you just gotta let them go because like they're not gonna change and they'll probably die soon. And um, but Nancy Reagan was known for like sucking cock in Hollywood. Well, did you miss this story? Absolutely. She's yeah. a national treasure. Not in my community. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, kind of a cunt in my community, but go on. No, okay. All right. Okay. I didn't know the story. Please, I asked you to tell it, so you tell the story. I want to. Basically, hear she was just a whore, and she would like suck because she was a working actress, and she mm-hmm. would like suck dudes off, like. Back in the day, and the and there she was known as like the like, I don't know if they called her throat goat, but I believe that's the term that's been thrown around the throat goat to describe her, which is a she's perp- the Tom Brady of sucking cock behind the Warner Brothers lot. So good for her. I'm so mm-hmm. glad she spent all those years letting people die of AIDS and doing nothing about it, even close friends of hers. But I digress. Yeah, right on. I know you're libertarian. You think the world's great. No, I'm I'm not. I. What about your daughter? What you would you want her to not have an abortion? Do I not? No, no. That's what's gonna happen if you fucking don't vote Democrat. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. That's a that's a ridiculous statement. They'll still be available. If not, dude, there's plenty of backdoor Mexico. What about is poor? Still here. What about poor women? What about poor women? So they're fucked. They should just be raped by their husbands. No, and listen, I am I am so pro pro abortion. You have no idea. Well, voting libertarian is literally like doing nothing. That's well. First off, I. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement. Can you sound guy yeah. back me up on this one? <laughs> I re- no. I refuse to believe that. Listen, I want to have like four parties in a really cool democracy too, but we don't have that. So this is what we have. That's what I'm saying. That's how you get to that, though. No, it's is not. It- Honestly, how we get to that is this country's gonna have to break up. Where are we gonna go? Who gets the dogs? I just think I don't know how we would do it. I how think, are we gonna divvy up friends? I think it will be bloody and gross, and hopefully it's not in my lifetime. But you can't have these people who live in the South who are so fucking stupid and ignorant, and then have people in like New York or Oregon. Like it's just it's not. This country's too fucking big. There's too many fucking people. There's too many fucking racist undertone history and. People are too uneducated, and like it's just not gonna work. That's why all those countries in Europe are like seven feet long, and like they also have been along around longer than us. My yeah. dad likes to remind me of that. Yeah, but I'm like, that's like I don't know. I'm not. I honestly don't think. I think America can't like keep going. That's my honest opinion. America can't. America I can't. Yeah. Okay. Like I think there needs to be like a multiracial ethnic democracy and then the south can go make their disgusting fucking yeah. white ethno state that they've been desperately craving where no one has health care and there's no roads and there's no lights and they all have guns and they just that's great go do that and how much time have you spent down there i went to south carolina once and it was disgusting <laughs> and i don't want to go back so that's the answer I was hoping for. That was enough. <laughs> Why do I need to go there? I've seen TV. I've seen how these people, these people think and how they legislate. I'm good. Yeah, but and I understand there's like Democrats there, but they're usually black. So there, well, there's good people in and every state. When I talk state. about the South, I'm not talking about black people. Just for the record, <laughs> I'm talking about white people. Do you have a lot of white guilt? I don't have anything because my ancestors are mostly Irish. We had nothing, and no one was like in a confederate like flag i don't even think 
I think my family might have got here right after. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they came over during the Civil War. Would it be bad timing? Yeah, I get that. I think so. Okay. But, um, I don't know. You were at the Civil War. I wasn't there. So. <laughs> I fought for the North. It sounds like you just stood in the middle with your fucking tiny dick out. Yes. And well, yeah, obviously. That's how you get the most eyeballs. I can't. Why? I don't because understand it's just, it. It's like a not you're not doing anything. No, well listen, here's the deal. Uh there's a lot of shit that I feel is uh a big issue that we should be taking care of and there's a lot of things that I feel like we fucking spend a lot of time oh, talking about that don't need to be talked about. Oh, yeah, and I agree with and you. And it's it's so silly. It's here's what's so funny is have you did you ever get to a point like say like your mid 20s when you were like I'm not there yet, but when I get there I'll let you know. When you get there, I'm telling you, it's a it's very eye-opening when you get there. But around like your mid 20s is when you go, oh my God, man, like, did you guys know that abortion is illegal in some states? Like, it fucking hits you. You're like, oh my God. And then you start, like, researching I it. I think I hit that way younger, no offense. Well, uh, well, see, that's the problem, is that everybody... <laughs> everybody I'm looking now... right in that yeah. camera. What? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Because here's because here's what happens is that you then realize that this shit has been going on since like the fucking fifties and sixties. We've been arguing about this bullshit. We can't fucking figure it out. We're still having these fucking arguments. Like, why is it that in every state a woman? That is how you literally. It, the younger you are, and especially like I had a uh, a cousin who had a baby at fourteen. Fourteen. Now, by the time she got to like 33, fucking kid was like growing and out the house. So she was like, fuck me. I'm going to start go getting dick. And then finally, yeah, those are the exact words so at his graduation party. Podcast, we're, I'm going to do an ad. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is sponsored by teen pregnancy. Just do it and get it out of the way. And then when you're 33, you can go meet a guy at a nightclub and hopefully not get fucking crabs. <laughs> Did they sign off on that, that's, that that's, promo? Yeah, that's the ad. Um, I can't wait. That's is amazing. That a natty light. It is. How do you not like diarrhea out of your asshole? Also, this is gonna be the weirdest podcast because I just went right in and I don't care. No, no, no. That's why I had you on. I told Chuck I, before you got here. I like, said, "Be prepared." No, I said this will be the fucking best podcast that I do. Well, I'm not getting my asshole out. I have a hemorrhoid, but it was in the contract. You signed it. Did you not read the fine print? Okay, well, and just I, my hemorrhoid is getting smaller. I felt around a little bit today when I was showering, mm-hmm. but it's still there. Can we go back to Nancy Reagan sucking cock? Ugh, Nancy Reagan, throat goat of the century. Um, Which, okay, all right, Nancy Reagan, great, great with the mouth. What first lady, not present or former, took it best in the ass? Let me think about Dude, Betty Ford. Betty Ford. I, I was going to, Betty Ford, that's the right Betty answer. Betty Ford is a bad bitch. Yeah. And loves the substance she's like the whitney houston of the white house um and um i think gerald r Ford had a massive hog he seems like that guy that type of guy that yeah has just like a fucking and like he's republican so he has like no care for the woman he's just like Rawr. yeah and that's why she was drinking so much because her puss was probably like dragging on the fucking ground like chains <laughs> off a fucking trailer not to not to not to be too much but I just picture a dude in Iowa just hauling his snowmobiles down the highway. Oh, is that Betty Ford? <laughs> Love her. And she was only first lady for like a year. You remember, I know you were there. I wasn't. Um, she was only first lady for like what, like a year or two years? Like he wasn't present that long. No. And he lost to a better person, Jimmy Carter. Oh, 
Rosalind Carter. Now, if you want to talk about taking dick, okay. Rosalind Carter. First off, you blew my mind with the Nancy Reagan story. So the Rosalind Carter stuff. This was like on the news. I don't know where you've been. I understand you like kind of have a child. She's thirteen now. When was this on the news? It was around. I mean, maybe you're just so old. So it like, but it was on Instagram and like I don't know who. Like some old guy must have came out and been like, by the way, like back in my day when we were all, because people when they think of actors, they think like you know the like. You have to remember, there's people who are extras, people who are, you know, just, you know, they never got to that Angelina level, but like that's still. Real one. quick, what is this Instagram you speak of? Well, I think it just like goes around Instagram and people are like, oh my God, look at this story. Nancy Reagan like sucks cock and was good at it and did it. Like she used to do it like on the lots, like on the acting lots, like between takes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't have like trailers <laughs> back then, they just had like tents or whatever. But she was like, like guys would talk about her. Okay. And All right, then hang when she became first lady, I think people were like, wait, the one that was like sucking cock mm-hmm. outside Warner Brothers? Okay. Uh, here we go. We're going to set the scene. All right. So I'm going to be the director. You're going to be an actor. Okay. You're an actor. Burp, okay, go. Please do. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you're going to be an actor who is waiting for your acting partner to come back into the scene so that you guys okay. can finish the take. But that guy is out being blown by Nancy Reagan. Okay. Okay. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we uh, we speeding. We got the cameras rolling. Sound speeding. Okay. And um, my uh, the my scene, Jim, whatever, is not here yet. Where's um, Jim? I don't know. I don't know if he's out at the um, watering cooler. I'm trying to use terms from them. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I uh, which one? The black or the white watering I cooler? I wasn't gonna say. I believe we're in Southern California, so I don't know if they had those, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 1960 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I think they were like, I think it was like the fifties maybe. I don't really, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I saw him like go outside with some girl who I think I did like a, a cigarette ad with. Mm-hmm. It was a five minute ad by the way. Oh God damn Very it. Very grueling. Uh, it, I bet it's Nancy, isn't it? Is it that her name? Yeah. I don't know. She's kind of a cunt, so I never really like got to know her because uh, I don't like her. God damn it, man. Fuck. Why? Right. Well, because here's the deal is that, you know, it's kind of, you know, folklore, but it's kind of getting around that she takes a lot of the extras and a lot of the guys that are not big stars and just goes out into the back of the lot and fucking blows them. Oh, she's that girl. That girl. I heard about this girl around, you know, as I'm cruising around town in mm-hmm. my car that gets one mile to the gallon. Um, and I've heard about her, and mm-hmm. I always thought it was her because she's such a fucking racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So I figured she was that, yeah. and now I'm glad. God. And next time I'm having secret gay sex and doing cocaine in my Canyon Ranch mm-hmm. house that was just built, because L.A. was just built, by the way, because this is 1952, um, I will not invite her. I'm sorry, secret gay sex? Yeah, um, we we're not allowed yet. Mm-hmm. Like in 40 years, we'll be allowed. <laughs> and, and scene. scene. <laughs> My car that gets one mile to the gallon was my favorite. My car that literally shits out all the gas that I put right in it. What do you drive? Well, now I drive a CRV, but I'm talking about the, my 1952 character. Yeah. I'm a closeted actor who yeah. probably eventually had cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably around 1985. That's why you lost so much weight. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Yeah. Rock Hudson, all those well, guys. Well, so that's Rock Hudson was her best friend, and she just like let him die. Yeah, because she's a fucking cunt. So 
how many guys like that are out there still today that are closeted gay but still massively well-known? Because, like, we did the thing with last, Lance Bass. For Lance Bass? Was Lance he, Bass. like, I mean, he probably couldn't come out in that boy band because, like, that no. culture wasn't. Today, that would be, like, yes. Absolutely. Back then, that would have been, like, oh, you can't do that. That's going to hurt our brand. And we have four other people. So I'm sure that was hard. But I think he came out, like, once they were, like, done, he was, like, hello, here's my asshole. Yeah, well, because um, we were all, like, dude, you're gay. And he's, like, no, I'm not. And then finally, when he said it, we were, like, all right, good, moving on. Yeah. Um... Who's like that today? I, I don't. I'm sure that still exists today because people still have this thing. Like, I just, I feel like in Hollywood today, if you're gay, it might help you. Oh, absolutely. Depends on what you look like, you know. Because gay people are disgusting. I'm not saying gay people are great. They're also fucking gross, and mm-hmm. a lot of them, gay men. The women are fine, but the men are awful because men are just awful. So if you're like a like that, for instance. The guy who was on The Bachelor, Colton Underwood, yeah. he was like, oh, I'm a virgin, I'm 26, and I was like, he's fucking gay. Goes on The Bachelor, and then now is gay, but he looks like a white cookie-cutter gay. He gets a Netflix show, he's on Good Morning America, he's our, if that was like a big fucking chunky gay, people would be like, whatever. Yeah. And that's why society sucks. Yeah. I think it was- Especially uh, gay, where, where gays are at right now is a really gross period. Why do you say that? Because, like, if you're not, like, fucking, even in, like, the stand-up comic world, like, if you're not ripped and cute and hot and also, like, it's harder. Like, of course, there's gay people out there who look normal and are having careers, but, like, it's kind of like we're straight people were out in the 90s where, like, we expected women to be, like, anorexic, skinny, hot, you know? And now I think women have moved to a place where there's way more body types and ads. Look at Look at The Office. Huh? The the office. The show? Yeah. What about it? Well, every woman on there was so wildly different. But I'm just saying I'm talking about just the look. You know, in the nineties it was like you had to look like a coke whore, but be tan, mm-hmm. but like almost look emaciated. And the two thousands too, it was not a great time. But now I think women are moving like to a space. I think gays, because we were so repressed, now we're like in that spot where it's like yeah, you have to be fucking. But men are just gross. That's the thing. Men are gross. Yeah, we're all. And it doesn't matter if they're straight or gay. And I like they're disgusting. So like straight guys, if they still had like control, they'd want like skinny girls, big fucking honking tits. That's what sells though. Yeah, and it's like that's what we all want. I mean, if you think about it, like listen, if you could wake up every every day to a dude who's completely fucking ripped, six-pack with a huge hog and a chiseled jawline, wouldn't you choose that over a doughy dude any day? I personally like mom, dad, close your ears, but I like when a guy is like, I'm not saying anything crazy, but like, I don't like that. I think that's gross. Really? Like, unless you're like a Navy SEAL or someone who's like, like that to me just says, I'm a fucking narcissistic piece of shit Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of time on my hands. Like, I work, I do comedy, I'm fucking doing shit. Of course, I like to work out because I don't want to be, like, I've seen some of my uncles and they don't look great. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm trying to, like, fight the clock. And I don't have the best diet. And so, but I'm not, like, trying to be a bad 
hot bitch because one I don't have time and two I still talk to my dad so I don't really need that validation <laughs> and if you don't like the way I look you can literally eat my asshole would he be jealous if you showed up like all ripped and you know six pack giant guns no I just think a lot of these gays who do this they don't have male figures in their life so they oh. need like it's like girls with daddy issues yeah that, yeah that's a good they point they need like that yep. male validation yeah and it's like, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need anything. No, uh, I had this uh, conversation with a family member the other day uh, about the way my daughter dresses. She's 13. And uh, when I say the other day, I what do What is mean, she wearing? She came out. It was like the summertime. She came out in like just a regular t-shirt, which was kind of like, it stopped like right, just like a half an inch above the belt line. Right. But she had on a pair of like jean shorts. And my aunt was like. So uh, we're just going to let the kids That's dress like that? That's how kids dress today. And I would like to make another comment. Um, stop fucking policing girls' bodies. They're not fucking sex symbols. They're like children. People yes. used to say this about Britney Spears. And she was like, I'm from Louisiana. Like when she first came out, people were like, oh, she wears a sports bra. And she's very pro- She's like, I'm from Louisiana. It's hot there. This is how girls dress. Yeah. I'm a dancer. I'm a singer. What? Should I wear a sweater while I'm working, like, doing, like, no. And so I always think of her when I think of, like, because she was, like, I'm wearing a sports bra and sweatpants. Yeah. What's the point? Uh, I'm not here for your fucking, for you to fuck me. Yeah. Um, And that's that's the other thing that guys have to fucking stop doing is thinking My dad says it about my nieces. He'll be like, Oh, she's wearing a crop. I'm like, that's the style. And also, she's not like out there like trolling for cock. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's your interpretation of it. My rebuttal to my. I mean, aunt- if, her, if your daughter's pussy lip is hanging out, then maybe we should have a talk. Mm-hmm. But until then, I think she's fine. Well, give that a few years. That'll be the next style yeah. that comes out. I mean, yeah. when she's in college, pussy lips out. My pussy lips were out fine. and out. Totally They're fine. Waving in the fucking air. But <laughs> while you're in high school, maybe just keep it. Mm hmm. That's yeah. like people are talking about this Euphoria show. I watched the first season and I was like, okay. And then the second season's come out and it's like disgusting. What and is it? It's like all these rich bitches that go to a high school and they all dress like whores and they like do all these drugs that are so expensive. Um, is this a documentary or is this a... Well, I'm from Holstein, Iowa where like I had 42 people in my class. Mm-hmm. So this was not my experience. Mm-hmm. But apparently some of these douchebags like from Eden Prairie or all these other horrible places are like, yeah, that's how my school was. And I'm like, well, then your parents need to be turned in. Yeah. Because I stopped watching you for it because I was like, this is gross. Mm-hmm. These are supposedly seven. Like, why are you not on a gravel road drinking in a field or at like the weird 25-year-old who still lives in town's house drinking? Why are you like doing ecstasy and Molly and like all these drugs that like I as a full-blown woman adult can't even buy myself so so is this an actual narrative show or is no, this it's a, a, it's a fake show okay. or it's like a show yeah do you live like what do you watch like the hunting channel like pro bass sports uh, yeah, yeah fuck dude mediator it's one of my favorite shows what's mediator it's a mediator it's a guy who goes and like fucking shoots elk and shit have you not noticed the fucking deer antlers hanging off? I literally show up to every single episode with venison. And why do you live in the city? I hate hunting. <laughs> Get a fucking life. What's wrong with hunting? Hey, the next time you drive to, next, next, next time you drive to fucking Iowa and don't smoke a deer on the freeway, you can I've thank only, one of us. I lived in Iowa for many years and I only smoked one once and that I was so pissed because it lived. I was like, mm-hmm. 
Okay. I understand deer, like, overpopulate and you need to, like, control them, but I don't know. I just don't like guns. Why do you live in the city? Because I'm a homosexual. Next question. Also, this um, is not really the city. What do you mean? There's a lot of gay people here. No, no, I'm talking about where I live. You said, why do you live in the city? Okay, this is a Minnesota thing that you guys have to stop doing. What? You won't, but you'll never do it. Like, you guys group each other. Like, this is what pissed me off about Minneapolis. I understand places in Chicago have neighborhoods, but, like, it's all Chicago. You guys are all in your little, like, cubbies, and you don't get out. Like, this is a city. This is Minneapolis to me still. Oh. No, no, no. The line is 35W. Yeah, yeah, well, in your guys' world, but I'm coming from the actual world, like the real world, like mm-hmm. the other 49 states where we actually aren't fucking stupid well, that, no, and no. we don't say duck, duck, gray duck. That's like, fucking lame. That is I a city. You are, people. you are in a city. St. Louis Park is part of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Golden Valley is part of Minneapolis. Richfield is part of Minneapolis. Bloomington is part of Minneapolis. Yeah, if you, when you're outside of the city, like where I'm from, we Brooklyn call Park it, is part of Minneapolis. It's called the cities. That's it. It's called the cities. Oh, it's if all I had my, like way St. Paul Minneapolis would be one place mm-hmm. and they would have built like it's just so stupid what would we call it Minneapolis and just St. Paul one? would just go away that's it just no more St. Paul just gone the capital of the state sorry all your heritage all, the, just fucking gone Minneapolis would be the capital that's preposterous Minneapolis cannot be the capital listen then go build a fucking capital like in the middle of the fucking state somewhere then what about alexandria many states have fine great go with that <laughs> many states have done that iowa built a capital i think all these states built a capital des moines is the capital yeah and it was started as the capital and then became a city like they went there and were like this is gonna be it because it's in the middle because it wasn't iowa city and they built all the stuff and then they were like oopsie we're gonna move this more west mm-hmm. So Iowa City, I don't know if you've ever been to Iowa City. I know you're not cultured, but... Um. Fuck you, I've been to Iowa City. It's a, so first like, off, yeah, first off, Iowa City, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Fun, beautiful. What parents, the fuck happened with fucking Cedar Rapids? What a fucking shithole Cedar Rapids is. before I moved here. It's awful. What happened to that place? I thought Iowa was supposed to be this, like, beacon, small town, like, hey, come on by. We still put apple pie in the window. Fuck that place. That is the worst piece Cedar of Rapids, shit. Cedar Rapids, I think, just is, was an f- industrial factory town. It's so gross. I, I've never seen anything worse. I worked at the TV station, and because there's Quaker Oats, General Mills has factories there. So, like, all your Quaker Oats, all that shit is probably made in Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. Their headquarters is in there, but they're, like, their manufacturing headquarters is there. Yeah. So, I don't know where the real headquarters is, but um, they literally had, like, Crunchberry Day. And I worked at the TV station. The meteorologist would be like, it's Crunchberry Day here in, from the smell of, like, the factories in Cedar Rapids. No, Cedar Rapids is gross. So that was that was what determined what day of the week it was, was by the smell. Yeah, I think it was, like, Wednesdays. Oh, my goodness. Like, and I'm not making that. This is not a bit. It's not anything. Like, yeah, he'd be like, it's Crunchberry Day here in Cedar Rapids. And, um, and then he'd just, like, go into his weather report. No shit. Yeah, my wow. best friend is from Cedar Rapids. What did you do at the radio station or the uh, television station? I was just a PA. No, oh. the best PA ever. I bet you were. I was. Fuck yeah, you were. No, I really was. No, because you're tall and you fucking take and direction I just, well. Like, did work and hold on. Can we break so I can pee? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just break right there. Literally. Well, okay. I'll tell you the story. Okay. PA because this is where I thrive. PA. Okay, where do I pee at? Do I, is there a car? There's a, there's a bucket around that way. That no 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 no. Christ, you got to go up the stairs. Up the stairs, to the right. Yes. She's going to try. Listen, she's going to try things. Go to the right. Then take a left. 
Move out of the way of the sex dungeon. You know what? Since uh, since we're taking a break, uh, why don't you go ahead and throw that camera on me real quick? And I'll do this right now. This episode of A Long Walk to Cleveland is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. As I've said many times, Dollar Shave Club. I was one of the first hundred people to get on board with Dollar Shave Club because I'm a fan. I'm a fanatic. I've been using their razors on my face for five years, but on my balls for seven. Make sure that you get Dollar Shave Club. You can go right now to dollarshaveclub.com. I'll put a little graphic on the bottom there. Dollar Shave Club, a proud sponsor of A Long Walk to Cleveland. Next ad. All right, this uh, section of A Long Walk to Cleveland is brought to you by the Nancy Reagan Public Memorial Library. Come on down. We got a couple of knee pads right by the dumpsters out in the back, if you know what I mean. Old Nance would be proud of you. Stop on by the Nancy Reagan Public Memorial Library. Open seven days a week, but only from about 9.30 p.m. till 4 in the morning. Huh? I meant to pee before and then It's alright. Did you flush? I didn't hear any flush. I did flush. Um, were you in the military? No, why? Because there's like a military flag in I didn't like go in your room or whatever room, but I saw like Oh, uh my grandfather's. It was laid on his casket. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like Yeah, no, no, no. he's libertarian. No, 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 no. I mean, I not that I don't respect people who go in the military, but you know, sometimes Yeah, no no no. There's uh uh a... When I meet like a liberal military person, I'm like, let me Suck your cock slash eat you out, dude. They, like, they are the best. I would, I would literally give up being straight to be married to a liberal military. Like going to it for real reasons. Yeah, I will say something. I'm not going to name them, but someone I know and from my life was in the military, and I'm not even going to name the branch he was in. But he was in one of the. He wasn't in the Marines. Mm-hmm. He was in the Navy. But um, he literally told me he goes, I will never let my kids be in any branch of the military. And I figured, you know, just, and he goes, and I, I, I said, what's your one? He goes, because a lot of these fucking people are fucking racist and disgusting. Hmm. And That's, I was like, love to hear it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, I suppose probably first off, uh, they're giant fuck ups that have nowhere else to go. And two, uh, when you are kind of, you have that proclivity to become somebody who's like, Fuck yeah! I want to go over to another country and, and just smoke shoot them. Fucking then, yes, little brown children. That's where you go. I have a family member that is uh, married to a former cop, and this motherfucker, when he started coming around, I was like, "This dude is bad news." I guarantee this dude is bad news. And when you finally like started hanging out with him a couple of times, you're like, "Oh, I see why you were a cop." Fucking- I'm gonna say this about cops. I am obviously there. Something needs to change in this country, the way we do policing, but I'm not one of those liberals. And most of us aren't, by the way, we don't want to get rid of the police force. Yeah. We just like, don't want shitheads. These white men who like dare. I'd like to point out something. George Floyd was a high school graduate who went to college and then he did drop out. Derek Chauvin never graduated high school. I would just like to point this out Mm -hmm. to everybody. Yeah. Because it's these fucking shitheads like him that they're, they, I don't know how they become police officers, but somehow they pass like the eight week fucking course, which is taught by like, I don't know, me, I guess, apparently. <laughs> and they become cops. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the f- No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a snob. I do have a communications degree and I'm 
not, you know, but I went to college. You make that a bachelor's degree, you're cutting half of those fucking guys out right away because they're, I'm not going to sit there and listen to lady, lady liberal professor teach me what to do. I'm a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go do something else. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. You make it like you have to get a bachelor's degree in police science or something. You're going to cut half those fucking people out right away. Absolutely. Yeah. And I worked in a group home that was right by in that precinct, the Derek Chauvet precinct. And the women cops who came were fantastic. They were no bullshit. They were there to do the job. They, but they weren't fucking assholes. The men that would come were cause they, they go, what is this place? And then you say, Oh, it's a place for people who live with HIV. And they're like, gross. Is that really what you did? A group home? Yeah. With- and no like, shit. Now, and now I'm an HIV medical case manager. Okay. And I'm moving to Chicago and I'm going to continue doing that. Um, we'll see how long I last because the work is grueling. But Fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm a good person. You are a fucking good. You're it's a weird. thousand times better than almost anybody I know. There's yeah. no, nobody I know would and take that And people think job. I'm so horrible because I just speak the truth. I don't think you're horrible. I'm pretty awesome. I mean, you're, you're kind of ugly and a little flabby. I'm but ugly you and are flabby fucking- and I'm a little sassy, but... I'm like a really good person and it's annoying because I'm like over it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to just die. Yeah. There's days where I was like, I was like thinking about, I'm like, what should I talk about on my way over here? And I'm like, I'm like just tired right now. And there's yeah. days where I wake up and I go, now that I want to, I don't want to die, but I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <clears throat> a break, a break. Yeah. I don't want to do stand up. I don't want to work. I don't want to have to exercise. Mm-hmm. I don't want to literally even bathe. I don't want to do it. I just want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I want to go to a different universe and try again. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. What would you do if you could hit the reset button? Besides nothing. You can't say nothing. But what would be that thing? See, that's the thing. I, like, would do comedy. But, okay, let's say I'm just, like, a boring piece of shit. I don't know. Like, if I could do math, I would, like, be an engineer or something. Yeah. They seem to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something where I could just make, like, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. And I'd be, like, fine. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have fucking kids. So, like, that's a good chunk of change for someone who's single. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you could work at Quick Trip and fucking have a shitload of money if you don't have kids. Mm, maybe it's, back in the day. Yeah. I mean, I work my ass off and I'm still scraping by. Well, if you weren't buying all those fucking Nancy Reagan blow-up dolls. You know, I just want to get off and I want to shoot a real thick load. And that seems to be the only solution. It's. I mean, it's double padded for your pleasure. So... I would love to come right all over her fucking face. Uh, like, this is for all the gays who died of AIDS. By the way, I'm not going to have a job after this podcast. So, Why did you get into the HIV group home? Start working at it. Um, my dad's... Give me my other one. Yeah, you're welcome. My dad's yeah. brother died of AIDS because he was... No shit. Yeah, so wow. I uh, always... Like, was it gay man or just be just did it happen? No, he was a priest. Just kidding. He's okay. gay. But... Um, <laughs> He did, though, go to the priesthood because I think he was, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, I'm, I love sucking dick and cock, but clearly this is not acceptable. Yeah. And he, like, went. I think he was, like, going to become a brother or something, and then he dropped out, obviously, because he was probably sucking dick and cock. When, um, did, uh, when did he die? 1994. So that's, like, he, the like, fucking... almost made it. Yeah. Just on the backside of it. Yeah, it was really fun growing up with my dad and his trauma. It was so fun. Oh, fuck, dude. So... That so he never wh- healed. When did he die? We might when... have to cut this out. Actually, I don't care. When was he diagnosed with HIV? So, here, let me, like, back up. Yeah, please. Tell the whole story, please. So, if you don't mind. I was born in 1992. 
So by the time this all went rolling, I was just a new baby, mm-hmm. and my mom had kind of said something like they they, from what I understand, they everyone knew. It just wasn't talked about, you know, like that back then. And my mom thought she saw something on his neck, like a lesion or something. And my mom's not a fucking idiot. And she was a nurse. And, you know, and my mom was actually working in Omaha, like right in, because my dad was in law school. And she was pregnant with my sister, like in 83, 84. And they like had these gay men just like cornered off. And they were like, you can go help them if you want, but you don't have to. No way. And my mom says she, that's like one of her biggest regrets because my mom was like, I'm pregnant. Like, we don't know if this is airborne or whatever, you know? Oh, she wow. Goes, I regret not going in there and just helping because now I know, like, I would have been fine. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I didn't, like, I always just knew he died of cancer. That's what I was told as a child, whatever. And, and you know, my oldest sister is 13 and a half years older than me. So she saw all this go down, but she must have been so, like, stupid or naive or whatever that she she was, she believed he had cancer. And my sister was like, 22 23 in law school and she was doing it she ran a marathon for leukemia and was raising money for it and then my aunt broke the news to her like uh he died of aids not leukemia and my sister was like okay um whoa so the older cousins kind of i guess found out whatever i found out because my cousin brought home a southerner from south carolina who was saying homophobic shit and my dad who's irish and drunk lost his fucking shit my dad had a britney spears umbrella breakdown (laughs) and was like i'm going to murder this guy i'm literally going like they had to hold my dad back my dad's like i'm gonna murder him so your dad and your bro your uncle were close that was like my dad's favorite sibling that's like the worst thing about this whole thing wow well they were right in age together too not no no disrespect to his other siblings but my uncle died was three and my dad's four there's one there's six sure and um yeah, my cousin, who we don't speak to anymore, um, married the Southerner piece of shit, you know, white Southerner who's a homophobic piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know what he was saying. I was young. I was like 14, 13, 14. So this happens, and we all learn that our uncle died of AIDS. And I remember my cousin was close to me in age. We were like, huh, like I never knew. So like I knew, and then whatever, I was a teenager. Years go on, years go on, years go on. I realize I'm a fucking faggot from hell. I come to terms with that. And when I was 21, I did an internship back home. So, like, I was I had three years of college. I had one more to go. So, I was, like, getting to adulthood. And I was in my dad's from Sioux City and his siblings, some of his siblings still live there. And so, I really sat down with my aunt and I asked her a bunch of questions. Because by this time in my life, I'm watching all the documentaries. I'm disgusted by what I've learned about how these people literally just, these people's families just abandoned them. And they were just dying alone. And I learned, like, the story of what happened to my uncle. And so no one really knows when he was diagnosed. No one really, like, but he fucking died. My aunt seems to think he was diagnosed around 86. But I don't remember, like, what her reference was. So he did. If that's true, he made it eight years, which back then is pretty spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. But also sad that, like, he couldn't just fucking hang on for a couple more years and then... Because those drugs came out in, like, 95, 96. Yeah. So that's the AIDS story. I And I'm leaving out parts because I just can't even talk about it because it's just sure. so awful. Uh, well, dude, I appreciate you even and, opening um, up about it. Well, it's not really my story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I didn't but, know this person. Yeah, but, I mean, it did happen to you, and you are a part of that world. Oh, you I know, just, so. I just saw... 
my dad was just so and my dad also works his ass off and is a lawyer but my dad was just so fucking angry when i was growing up mm-hmm. and i was like what is this bitch's fucking problem like, he needs to fucking <laughs> he needs to get a fist in the ass or something like there's something up and now that i'm a doll i'm like Got it. Yeah. Loud and clear. Yeah. And you know, straight boomer Irish Catholic men don't go to therapy. They never, he never like sought help. I don't know if any of his siblings did. Like, I think this thing happened and it was kind of like, okay, it happened. It's over. Like, let's just all move on. Like my grandparents moved out of their house that they lived in for fucking decades because my uncle died there. Like my grandmother already had a house picked out. Wow. She was like done. So like my grandparents, I don't even I only know my grandparents as like the house and their their ranch style house. Like my siblings are so much older. Like my there used to be like a big house that my grandparents lived in Sioux City and I don't remember any of it. So they were in Iowa. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. So and my uncle was living in Omaha when he was sick. And then so he then came back to Iowa. He came back to Sioux City in like ninety three because he was really sick. No shit. And he took a, it took like a year for him to die. Wow. Holy shit, dude. That fun. is a, that's an insane story. Fun things to go with. And the thing is, like, my family's just one in a million. You know, I yeah. know another person from my hometown. Their son was, like, a flight attendant oh, flight attendant in Miami. So, you know. She was getting down. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think similar story. I think he came back. Really? To Iowa to die. Wow. Holy shit. Because there was no cure because Nancy Reagan was too busy fucking sucking cock. Yeah. To, and her husband was denying that it was a problem. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of straight people without AIDS go to Iowa to die. It is the place to. Everyone asks me, will you ever live in Iowa again? I go, I never better. I better not return there permanently unless I'm in a fucking body bag. <laughs> Putting you in the ground. I am done with that yeah. fucking place. Where did you grow up? So I grew up. So I grew up on the western side, which is like the more rural side. My dad's from Sioux City. And my mom's parents are from Sioux City, but my mom kind of grew up all over because her dad was an FBI agent, so they moved her a lot. Jesus Christ. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. And so I think, like, Sioux City is my de facto hometown because, uh-huh. like, that's my where my grandparents are. My dad grew up. Like, God forbid something happens to me and I die without really having, like, a partner. So, like, that's where I'll be buried. Or probably still where I'll be buried. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just – that's home base. But we grew up in a tiny ass town called Holstein, Iowa. Okay, it's forty five miles east of Sioux City. Um, How big is Sioux City? I would say like around hundred, okay. ninety to eighty in that area. So it's about Duluth size. It's a decent yeah, size it's very or like, so. And then like one, there's Nebraska and South Dakota. They all meet there. Oh sure. So um, like the Missouri River, and then there's another river. So it's like pretty. I like Sioux City because it's like home. But, like, I don't want to live there. Yeah. But it's better than Cedar Rapids. Like, Sioux City at least has a little culture. Mm-hmm. Not culture. But it's, like, it's scenic. It's cute. It's, like, whatever. Cedar Rapids is just, like... Dude, it's a shithole, It's, man. like, someone just queefed out shit. And we're, like, here's the city. I'm a big fan of the story of the Sullivan Brothers. So knowing, knowing what I knew about that story and then going to Cedar Rapids for the first time, I was, like, holy shit. Like... Watching like that from like Waterloo, you know, like where those guys were from, and then like seeing like some of the stuff they had in Cedar Rap, I was like, that's why I went was to like catch that whole part of the state was to go see what it was all about, like going Waterloo, Cedar Rapids, do well, all so I went to college in Cedar Falls, which is next to Waterloo. They're, okay, they're connected. They're like yeah, St. Paul. And um, I love Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls is a cute little town. I love where I went to college, dude. 
Um, but yeah, Cedar Rapids is rough. So, so rough. And it's there's so like rough. other parts of Iowa that are pretty rough that I haven't like Davenport, I guess, really rough. Burlington. Yeah. That whole part, excuse me, that part of the state, like in the southeast corner. Not good. There was a movie that came out like late 90s. Chuck, you might be able to help with this one. Uh, there was a movie that came out late 90s about kids from Iowa who thought was they were Children gang- of the Corn? No, not Children of the Corn. No, no, no. These kids thought they were gangbangers. They were from Iowa and they drove to Chicago and because they all died. Because they went to go buy drugs and then they met up with like some real gangbangers who fuck. And it's like a true story that these three kids got in a pickup truck and drove to fucking Iowa and like some like they. They met some, like, you know, fucking gangsters in, in Chicago, and they tried to buy drugs. And these dudes beat the fuck out of them, like, held them captive for days. I don't know. It was early 90s, late 90s when I've it came out. I've never heard of this. And I was so blown away that this I'll fucking thing later. came out. I was. It's such a crazy-ass story. I don't remember how it all came out, Chuck. Is it called White Boys? White Boys, yes. With oh, a Z. Yes, with a Z. That's right. Yes, it's called White Boys. Hold on. But I, I think it's based on a true story about those dudes going out and finding... Uh, trying to buy drugs from dudes in Chicago. I, it's been so, such a long time since I've seen it, but you'd have to look it up because I don't know exactly. I just remember seeing it at like 2 a.m. on HBO when I was 12 and trying yeah, it came to... came out in 99. 99? Oh, fuck, that's later than I thought it was. Really? 99? I feel like that was earlier than that. September 10th, 1999. So I'd have been... Uh, shit, I'd have been... From the small town of Whole... Oyoki, Iowa. I don't think that's a real town. Yeah, see? All right. And they're making it up then. They took a venture to the Cabrini Green Housing Project in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. This is so written by somebody from Iowa. Because why else? <laughs> you would never pick Cabrini Green <laughs> unless you were from Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I just have any, like, it's like when I see British people acting black. I know, like, London's very multicultural. But when I see, like, white British people, like, acting black, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, you're not, no, yeah. just no. Yeah. And that's yeah. the same with like when white people are acting black. I'm like, yeah, I'm cringing. Like yeah. you might cringe because I walk fast and I have a fucking faggy voice, but I'm cringing because you're literally appropriating a culture and you are like from Eden Prairie. So, yeah, to be fair, only because I was one of those kids at some point in my life. Well, I think in the nineties, everyone was like, into the hip hop because that was like really when it bl- exploded. Exploded, but and back then you didn't really have the tools to be like, "Hey, um, these kids are like using music to get through shit and poverty of cities." And I'm in like wherever the fuck Minnesota, being like, "Yo, yo, yo!" And it's fucking cringe. Yeah, it's very cringe. However, I grew up with people that totally made me. And here's the thing: can, where, can I grow up? Northern Minnesota, a place called Hibbing. I know where Hibbing is, the biggest hockey stick in the world or something. Eveleth is the biggest hockey stick. Oh, we've, we've had this conversation. Eveleth, yeah. biggest hockey stick. My, in the world. One of my friends from here is from Ely, so I drive through every Yeah. Day. Here's, I want to ask you something, too, about a certain word that some people are not allowed to say. Cunt? No, everybody can say that word. Oh, okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Everybody should say that word. I don't know why we I put I have a so- story to tell about cunt. Okay. And I'm not being a snot. I've only left the country once, but I did get to study abroad in college. And that December, Sandy Hook happened. And then I went to Europe in January. And they literally, like, we were getting a city tour of Dublin. Uh, There's, like, 23 Americans. And the fucking, like, we were, like, five minutes into the drive. And the tour guide said cunt. And no one bat an eyelash. And I was like, I love this place. Absolutely, They don't have guns. And they can say cunt. And I'm like, you know what? I had, like, you know what you said that what you said earlier about being 25? I had, like, an aha moment. I was like, people in America are okay with children being killed at school. 
just so we can keep guns. Mm-hmm. But they're offended if you call them a cunt. That's where we're at. Yes. That's a problem for me. Yeah. I, I've said this many times about Sandy Hook. Uh, I, As you can see right behind you, there is a gun cabinet. And they, it is but filled with guns. those guns aren't the issue. No. But those guns, if somebody were to come to me and go, hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and take these and melt these down and turn that them into- That will never happen. That would never happen. But if somebody were to come to me and go, we're going to take these, melt them down, and turn them into playground uh, you know, toys for kids, I'd be like- Go ahead and fucking do it. If it means that we never have to have another Sandy Hook ever, because after Sandy Hook happened and we didn't do shit, it's we'll never fucking do shit. Because and these that's people, the hard these part. Republicans in rural America, they think that is what we're going to take. Yes. That's not what we're taking. You don't need military grade weapons. You don't need any of that. And by the way, if the, your whole life is about guns, get a fucking life. Absolutely. Read a book. Yes. Masturbate. Pick fruit. Anything, slingshots. Take a slingshot. Do Anything fucking else. cocaine. I don't know. Literally get a <laughs> fucking life. Yeah. Get a fucking life. Yep. I get agree. a fucking life. I agree. Yeah. Anytime. I hate guns. Yeah. And I remember after Sandy Hook, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, that, this is gross. After that all happened, man, I was like, fuck, take them all. Take every single last gun. I don't want to ever see another one ever again. Then? Uh, countless fuck look at las vegas man that was a hard one that was gross because i had a i had a friend of mine whose wife was in the and crowd i have something that to say i i'm hor- i'm not horrible but i'm just true it was a country concert and a lot of those people are probably voting red and are like i love guns yeah and i'm like maybe this will change their mind that their fucking wife got fucking gunned down at a concert but it seems that they don't really care yeah from what i'm getting from the right is no one cares about themselves they only care about them literal selves mm-hmm and that's it. And yeah. that's how we should legislate a country of almost 400 million. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you about comedy in just a second. But uh, I do have a question because I feel like you would give me an honest answer yeah, about go. it. Okay. Because I had this conversation once and somebody shot me down and I never wanted to have this conversation again. But I feel like you and I are open enough. I can have this conversation. So there are certain words that groups of people. This is about faggot. There you go. Yes. Gays can say it, but you can't. It's Why can't just I? Like, because it's just not good. Okay, hang on. Because for years when I'm taking when I'm saying it, I'm taking back my power of years of people being horrible to me in Holstein, Iowa. That and being disgusting and being just rude and saying things and doing things to a child that are just not okay that I experience. So when I say faggot, I'm like it's like an empowerment thing. But I don't think like I don't, unless you're taking cock at a La Quinta, I don't think you should be saying faggot. Sorry. So I know. So growing if you up, say it like alone. I don't care. Also, I would like to make another comment about that word. Mm-hmm. I miss the days when fag was like a douche. Like you're a fag. Yeah. Like you're a fucking fag. Yeah, I agree. There was something the fun about straight it. dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I like when I was growing up. I mean, people I'm sure said horrendous things behind my back, but whatever. But. I mean, yes, I was called that word, but most of the time it was me and other people saying, like, that guy's a yes. fucking fag. <laughs> like, I fucking hate him. So my biggest problem with that word, and I don't like the fact that there are some gr- some groups can say certain words and some groups can not say certain words. Like, the fact it's a that, fucked up conundrum, yes, and like, I get it. But... Like, the fact that the R word exists and nobody can say that word, yeah. right? Nobody can say that word. So... That word, in if you think about it, if you boil it down, that word much more powerful than some of the other words that some groups are not allowed to use because nobody can use the R word. Mm-hmm. However, with that word you were just talking about, which I won't say because I definitely respect people's. Well, especially in Minnesota, I yeah, mean, people here are fucking. 
So, but here's but here's my deal with it is that growing up, my stepdad's nickname for me was that word for years. That's what he called me. So, not only him but also his friends called me that word. So when finally one time when uh, because I don't know if you know this, my real name is is Nathan. Nathan Rudolph Povich, but I just go by Rudy. So when my mom finally, at like the age of 12, asked my shitty stepdad, would you please stop calling my son that word? He said, no problem. And then the rest of the time that my mom was married to him, my nickname was Straight Nate. He was almost like throwing it in my face. Okay, if I can't call you that word, I'm going to throw it in your face. And my nickname wow, to him. so clever and yes. funny. He should do comedy. So, so growing up, I, I would say that, like, I was hearing like, oh, if you were, if somebody would make fun of you with that word, you have been now getting granted the right to say that word. And I was like, okay. So like 10 years ago. I mean, I'm not going to freak the fuck out because <laughs> unlike all these other like liberals, this is where liberals are going wrong. So I'm dealing with this in some way, like these social justice warriors, like. We have other fucking shit going on. Like, the fucking planet is dying. Yes. So everyone fucking relax mm-hmm. and calm down. Do I think straight people should be yelling faggot? No. Am I no. going to freak the fuck out? Sorry, I'm burping a lot. Am I going to freak the fuck out like the fucking building is collapsing? Yeah. No. I yeah. have other shit going on. Call me a faggot. You know what? I am one. So I'm really not that... Again, I think people need to like grow the fuck up. Yeah. And maybe they need to go live with my parents for a couple of weeks and get set straight. You still talk to your mom? I talk to both of my parents. Okay. Because you said you talked to your dad. That's why I was like, oh, I wonder if there's something there with his mom. I have no like really issues with my mom. Okay. She can't fucking hear, but like I don't have issues with her. My dad don't have issues with either. He just, he was such a fucking cunt. Yeah. And I was like, like you could feel like my siblings, we all say this, like he'd come home and you could just and you're like, ugh, fuck, Dude, she's here. Yeah. Everyone run. I used to go to school at like 6.45 and I would get to school before the teachers got to school because I was just so afraid to be in the house that I would leave all... In fact, when my, my stepdad would walk in, my sister and I used to fucking run up the stairs to our rooms for no reason. We'd be watching TV. We wouldn't even be doing... Yeah, could it was like, everyone ever, clear out. Yeah, could you ever imagine being that person in your life when you came home and your roommates just fucking ran away? I don't know <laughs> if we, like, ran, but it was definitely, like, at least I, I was like, oh, fuck, he's here. And I, I was the only boy, and I think he knew there was, like, something coming. Yeah. And he was, like, try, being a boomer, he was, like, trying... Like, my dad said some things that were unsavory to me. I don't hold it against him, but, like, I'm not... I'm not I wasn't born yesterday. I'm sure he, like, wasn't... I'm sure he saw me growing up. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is not going well. But he should have blew me into a fucking McDonald's napkin. I don't want to fucking be here. I don't want to go to work. So it's his fucking fault. And he has, he had a gay brother. So you're playing with the devil. He had three kids. He could have stopped. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about comedy. Let's shift real quick. Yeah. How much do you fuck? Because I had this conversation with somebody when you were on stage one time. And somebody said, uh. Somebody said yeah, people that. say a lot of mean things about my comedy. No, we were we were all praising you because first off, I've said this, and I know you're not going to take it, and you're not going to take the compliment, but shut the fuck up and let me give it to you. I think you are the funniest guy in in Minneapolis, hands down, hands down. There's nobody else that does what you do. Nobody. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I there's no. I'm not the funniest guy in Minneapolis. There's a lot of funny people. Like Ahmed Kalaf is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Every time I'm with that guy, I'm pissing in my pants. Yeah. Funny. Very funny. 
I, but I really We're just different people. Exactly. Yes. And there are people that can do certain things and there's certain, and everybody's got like, and there's their, other people that have said things that I'm like, like I've, I've gotten some jokes that comedians have given to me because they've said what well, I like Ryan Call said this great one. I haven't really used it yet, but I'll say it for you. Yeah. I don't, you can even leave it in. I don't care. But he was, we were talking about the, like when the riots were going down and he just goes one night, we were, I think we were at CCU. He goes, did you guys know during the riots, Riley had to board up his asshole? And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? And he's like, you can have it. Go ahead. And I think Ahmed, Ahmed came up with a joke that I have used, which is, did you guys know Riley's Gaelic for bottom? <laughs> so like, I can't say I'm the funniest because those but- two have given me jokes and Ahmed is hysterical absolutely yes absolutely every time i'm with him i'm like pissing in my pants well okay let me rephrase that then if, you, if you're not going to take the compliment I think here's where I, here's my strength and this is what other comics have said shit to me but they're just insecure i'm really good at talking and improvising and being funny on the spot yes absolutely yes i do write jokes yes i do have a set list but sometimes i go up there and the audience is feeling it and that's kind of their vibe and that's kind of the comics that i I grew up kind of because I'm homosexual. I loved Kathy Griffin, Kathleen Madigan, Joan Rivers, Ellen when she wasn't a cunt. Uh, Like, these are the people I modeled my comedy after. And if you've ever seen Kat, for example, with Kathy, Kathy does like two hours and she kind of goes on with whatever she has. But she might just go off on something else and it's still equally as hilarious as her specials and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those women are too. And I think a lot of people think comedy needs to be like, and then I said, my wife is a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. which, yeah, that's funny. But like, I want to go up and talk about like how I had diarrhea and shit. I'm like, I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's where I'm the best at. But some comics have insulted me and said, well, you don't really, like, really, really write jokes. You shouldn't be doing comedy. First off, disagree 1,000% wholeheartedly. Uh, I wish I could tell you the name. I'll tell you when we're off. Okay. Well, you, okay. All right. I was going to say, you can talk shit. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, I am moving to Chicago. Honestly. Yeah, it's not going to so, matter. Yeah. But I would like to come work here again, maybe. Sure. So, yeah. But I've had people say it to me, Minneapolis Comics say it to me, or say, you're not ready to headline. What? That's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? No. That's silly. That's silliness. I would like to make a comment. Don't feel sorry for me. I'm pretty fucking great. I have a nice fucking ass and I'm 6'5". But straight guys, the shit they think it's okay to say, and I believe it, this is the shit they say to women. Mm-hmm. And so since I, in their eyes, I'm a woman, which, okay, great, fine. I'm a woman, but I don't have my period. Perfect. <laughs> and I can't get pregnant. They think they can say that shit to me. And I want to be like, Honey, you and I are not even on the same level playing field. Like, There's what are some of the other things they've said to you? The, the main, I think the main problem that a lot of these men have with me is that I go on stage and I'm very improvisational. And sometimes I might talk to the audience a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, but of that, because <laughs> pulling back the curtain a little bit. Of that, say you go up and you got uh, for 100% of the set, 75%. 75% is quote unquote improvised. How much of that 75% have you worked out before and said pr- previously on stage and it's done very well? Because I got a couple of things like every, sometimes, every, yeah, because yeah, every comic has that. And I think some of the best jokes I've written 
have been, I've said it and I'm like, oh, I got to get off stage and write that down. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I had that moment happen to me uh, last night. I had two shows and the first show was like, I'd said something and went, oh, don't ever let that yeah. not get away from yes. you because that is the best thing you've ever written today. Like yeah. that was so good. Yeah. So, but, uh, but every time I watch you get up, cause we were at Sisyphus one night and, uh, there was a guy who had walked up to me afterwards. He was like, dude, just wanted to say you were super funny. That guy that was just on stage, the tall guy, that guy is fucking hilarious. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, does, does he just make all that up as he goes? Cause I, I, I was at the show early before it started and I saw him writing in a notebook which makes me think that he was he had all of this planned out before he got up there and I'm like I'm pretty well, sure it just, the set, if it's like a big headline set of course I'm going up there and I'm like hoping to hit these points but I might get on something and people love it I'm gonna keep going and I'm not gonna stop for the Minneapolis <laughs> fragile comedians yeah. who want me to stop yeah. I had a comedian I'm not gonna say his name but like it's he, this person did a taping and had me on it and they had a bunch of people on it, which I've been doing comedy almost nine years. Seemed very weird that you would want to do a set after like literally 15 comics Mm -hmm. have gone. Yeah. Like the audience is going to get tired, whatever. I had an allergic reaction because there was like a dog orgy at this, at Sisyphus that day. And the owner is very lovely running around looking for algae medicine. I'm in my car. There's not time for me to run like a wall. Like it's showtime. And I was like, I think I should back out. Like, there's snot coming out of my nose. Like, I I just, it's not something, I just should not. And this particular person has a particular temper and attitude. And um, here, I'll write it on my phone so you can hear. Okay. But I'm not going to say this person's name. That's fine. I get um, it. Because there are I think I think I already know maybe who you're talking about. But as and, soon as um, I see it. Yeah. So this person, <laughs> um, I was like, they're a bitch. And if I back out, they'll be a bitch about it. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go do it. It was five minutes. Um, whatever. I go up there and I'm literally like, <laughs> I'm doing my best. And I think I just got on a tangent of like, there was like a straight guy in plaid and I just did it. Whatever, whatever. Did my set, left. Mm-hmm. I'm at a show with this person and he's telling me how if I ever fucking do that again, I will make sure you never work in the city again. No way. And I will make sure to never have you work in other cities and said all this horrible shit to me as I was about to go on stage. And I was like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's and awful. From yeah. what I've seen, I think this person's attitude is coming back to bite them. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. That, have yeah. fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but well, that's too bad because uh, my thing, like here, here's the, like last night I did a show with a guy named Jake Rubel from uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And as the feature act, I came up to him and was like, Hey, I'm kind of planning this thing. It almost feels like it's a big extravagant, like closing to the, to the set. I don't want to like overshadow what you're going to go do up and do after me. So are you cool with that? And he was like, absolutely, dude, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want, man. That's the it, best comment. Yeah. And he's the ones that aren't insecure. Absolutely. And his, and this person's insecure. Yeah. And he and, should be. Cause he's it, not that funny. And, and Jake said, uh, Jake said, Hey man, it's not your job to go up there and downplay what you do. It's my job to go up there and be funny. Yeah. So if, if, if I go up there and they don't laugh, it's not because, what you did killed it or was like too funny is because I'm not funny enough and I should get up there and try to work harder. And I was like, that's an amazing answer. Thank you. Cause I would feel the same too. If I was the guy who was headlining the show and somebody came up before me and fucking leveled that room. And then I had to follow that. I would go, fuck, 
I need to get better. Yeah, it's I a need me to get better. problem. It's yes. not a, so this person said I ruined their taping. And I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Literally go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's too so bad. I don't really cozy up. To, there's a couple comedians in this scene that I've worked with. I've had experiences with. I don't want to hang out with them, be friends with them, work with them ever again unless I have to. I have one coming up with one person that I really don't like. I can write that one out for you too. That's so that's so funny you say that because because maybe it's just an age thing. But the, the, aside from the other person who I just showed you, this is the other person who I have a real big problem with. Okay, okay, that's so funny you say that because I've I've that person I've I've hung out with many times. That and- person was talking shit about me when I was a brand new comic to Minneapolis as a queer comic, and this person is queer mm-hmm. and admitted to me that she was talking shit about me and didn't like me. Which not only did I find super disappointing as a queer person, I was like, why are you telling me this? And then she kind of prefaced it like, well, you're funny, so it's fine. (laughs) And then your feelings don't matter. You're okay. I was like, okay, great. And then there was a situation where this person, um, had a taping and I was working a lot and I kind of overbooked myself, which is my fault, but something happened. I'm not going to go into detail. That was horrible. And I gave this person the details on it. Was it me personally, but it happened to someone who I knew and I just had, I was working and I was waitressing or being a waiter at house of comedy. And excuse me, this person was filming something that one wasn't funny because I read the script and I was bored. And two, I had like two lines. And I text them on Friday when I found out this particular incident happened. Sorry, I'm really burpy. And um, they were like, it's no real big deal. Just let me know. Because I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do Sunday. This is the fir- That's going to be the first day I've had off since this mess started. And like, I'm, like, I'll try, but I don't think. Okay. So then Sunday morning comes and I'm like, I can't. Like, I literally can't get out of my bed, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, whatever, no problem. Blah. They go around and tell people that I'm unprofessional, that you can't trust me, that all this stuff. And this person knows what ha- what was going on. I was very – and I just – I don't want to be friends with someone like that. Like, sure. you're a selfish piece of shit. And fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't like you. I don't like how you've – why would you ever talk shit – about a young queer comic. Why would you ever do that if you are also queer? Yeah. There's only two reasons. One, because you're insecure. Or two, because you're a fucking shitty person. <laughs> and that's what this person is. Mm-hmm. They're a shitty fucking individual. And you can put all this in, Tom, man. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not naming this person. <laughs> I might name this person, but I. it's not worth the drama. Yeah. And this person, if they hear this, they'll know exactly who they are. And now I have to do a show with them coming up. It's gonna be really great. And I'm, I'm not from Minnesota, so mm-hmm. I will let that person exactly know exactly how I feel if they try to engage in conversation with me. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, that that is the one thing that I, I know. I'm not. That's probably not the best thing to do in this business. But I really do not. When you disrespect someone, and you show that you literally don't give a fuck about anyone else but yourself, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was out partying, doing drugs. And I was too hungover to show up. I was working myself ragged while having something horrible go on, which sure. I'll tell you off the mm-hmm. air. Cause it's again, it's just, it just, just something horrible happened and it just really rocked me. And 
and this person could care less because I didn't show because I didn't do two lines in their awful taping that wasn't even funny. <laughs> like if it was me, I would have been like, "That is so horrible, Riley. Do not show up. I will f- get someone else to do it." Yeah, yeah. It is not. It's not somebody else's job. I was to not make- putting my mental and physical well being over this person's non funny series. Yeah. Sorry, this happens. Shit happens in this business. And to fucking go about in this business, just like that person did with me and go, you ruined my special. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go, period. Fuck, period. Yourself, (laughs) exclamation point. Like, just go fuck yourself. Yeah. So that's the type of shit I deal with. And I'm kind of high strung. So some people might just let this blow away. I don't. And I understand that's a personality flaw. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to change. Well, I don't know, man. I, I Listen, it. I will say this because you are, what again, uh, 22? I'm 29. I'll be 30 in August. I have six months left. Literally, this week is my half birthday. Half birthday. Oh, my God. You're so, you are so fucking white. It's so ridiculous. Well, I also <laughs> went to school where I was not in school during my birthday. Uh-huh. So on February 17th, I got to like bring treats and like whoop it up at school. When's your birthday? August 17th. Okay. So like that was like my time to be like, oh, bitch, like it's kind (laughs) of my birthday. It's a brownie day. It's brownie day. So, but yeah, literally this week, I have six more months left, which I was like fine turning 30. I know this sounds funny to someone who like you is in their like late 70s, but um, I was like fine. But now that I'm like close, I'm like. Oh fuck! Like I'm turning thirty. Yeah, I don't own a house. I don't own anything. Here's here's what here's what I'll tell you, and I tell this to everybody, especially somebody who's at your age. Your twenties are fucking amazing. Your thirties fucking suck. See, I don't think. No offense. No she. No take. No, no whatever. I can't talk anymore. But you have like children. And One stuff. child who's thirteen, and she's I'm fucking my amazing. Are better because my twenties were not. They won't be. There's okay, well, no. They won't be. They won't myself. be. Listen, there is a show I want you to watch. It is called The One Hundred. It is on Netflix. And here's and here's why, why are my thirties gonna be so bad? Because they're fuck. Because here's the thing. Because everything that you thought was gonna happen in your twenties didn't happen. And then you get to your 30s and you realize fucking time is precious. Time is so That's fucking. That's how I feel now. Yes, time is so precious because it starts to slip through Why your fucking fingers. Why do you think I'm fingers. moving? Yeah, because yeah, because you're but you are making you're making that choice. Well, and people have told me I'm stupid for moving to Chicago. Bullshit. I I listen. Get listen. I don't listen. You I don't listen. you have done everything that you are going to do here in Minneapolis. Yes. I have listen. I've only known you for a short time. And uh, the first night that I met you was at House of Comedy. And after meeting you for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is that guy doing here? That guy should not be here. That guy needs to be elsewhere. He needs to be on a bigger fucking platform because you are never going to get better if you don't go to somewhere that has... uh, Because we go and we do shows and there might be one or two people on the show that are exponentially better than everybody else. But with you going to Chicago, you are going to be on a show with 15 people who are much better than you are that... The first year, you're going to get on a show with those people and go, fuck, I have to work that much and that's harder. that's what I want. And because you're never going to grow if you don't. If you don't, go fucking push yourself like that. Place, people are like, you need to go to LA or New York. I'm like, well, first of all, the world is insane. Fuck New York. I cannot yes, afford no. New York. I yeah. physically cannot afford New York. Yeah. Unless someone sends me, hot Western unions me like a couple of fucking hundred thousand because it goes fast. I can't do that. My plan is I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to work on my shit. When I'm 35, I'll probably go to LA because... I cannot handle winter anymore. I agree. I cannot handle it. 
every year I think it's not that bad. I can do it, especially the summer, especially now, where it's 5,000 fucking degrees and you're like, I can't wait for it to be cold. That January after the holidays gets here and I'm looking for suicide. Yeah. I can't do it. I literally cannot physically live in cold. And I'm like, I'll go to Chicago. This will be my last cold place because I literally, I'm a fragile gay man. <laughs> And I'm only getting more fragile. I can't do this fucking negative 20 and fucking dark at 430. And yeah, I mean, it still gets dark in Los Angeles at 430. But, it will be warm. but at least it's warm. And I can sit on my patio and smoke a fucking joint and keep my door open. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I listen, I'll, I think you are going to thrive there. I think you are going to do so well. I really do. You're, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready for a change. I don't I'm not like too good for Minneapolis, but like exactly like I've like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do yeah. here? You're just going to keep doing the and same shows. Even my shows friends and... who are like sad that I'm leaving, they're like, but we get it. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. At some point you have, it's like living in a small town. You know, at some point you just have to fucking pull the plug and move on. Pull and your I was going to pull out. the plug in 2019, but then I got in like a different, I got the job I have now. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and get experience. Cause you know, I still have to get health insurance and pay my bills. So, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I think it's good that I'm going now. Yeah, absolutely. Little, I, I came to Minneapolis at 25. I'm leaving at about 30. I think I got a lot of shit out of my system. I know how to work this business more. I know what to say. I've learned a lot of lessons in comedy. And one of them is being straight guys, listen up, mainly you. A lot of comics don't have great sense of humor and they can't take jokes. I've learned the hard way because I say stuff that I could easily take on the chin that some of these straight guys would go home and cry about. Yeah. So next time you want to call me a faggot or weak, think about that. Uh, I remember there was a, a night a couple of weeks ago we were at Comedy Corner Underground and you and I were talking and just fucking ragging on each other. And when you walked away, one of the younger comics was like, "Do you? Do you does he hate you? I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's just like so hard to talk to. He's like, you just, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, dude, this guy I've talked for three hours. <laughs> His scum is in my asshole. What do you mean? I'm hard to talk about. I'm not hard to talk to. I, like, I have a thing to say. It's you Minnesotans. You're fucking weird. And you're a big reason why I'm leaving. I can't fucking stand you people anymore. You're so fucking weird. Grow up. Sometimes you got to fucking confront people. And also it's called joking. Fucking, you're a comic. Mm-hmm. You think I'm bad? Okay. Okay. I'm bad then. I'm literally like one of the nicest fucking people ever. Fact. Good night, everybody. So, <laughs> I know people say that and I find that really funny. I'm like, well, I'm sorry you're just not as funny but as I, me. I, I, that, was, and that was what I told him. I was like, dude, that's how we treat each other that's how guys who enjoy each other's company like if you have friends like that my friends literally fucking kidnapped me one night and it was one of the funny they wore ski masks they showed up to some place i didn't know who the fuck it was in a car i'd never seen they literally my kink they literally tied me up and threw me in a fucking trunk and when i found out it was them it was the funniest fucking thing yes it's hilarious it was so funny see these younger kids they don't oh these bitches that's see that's why you fucking minneapolis is and i i think it's great i'm just kind of you know, I'm. It makes me feel old because I started comedy at 20, 21, 20, 21, somewhere around there. Um, and now there's like a bunch of young talent, which is great. I'm just like, I need something more. Yeah. And I'm just. I'm, you'll, you'll never get there unless I'm you move. Checked out of Minneapolis. Yeah. It's. It will always like. 
be a place that I hope to continue to come back to. I've made great friends here. I lived through a race riot. Fuck. Like being from Holstein, Iowa, you know, I saw I saw history happen literally in real time, which when you're from a small town, you not you don't see that. Mm-hmm. You know, like during 9/11, I still was I you know, I hate to say this, but I was like 9 years old. But it was it all seemed so far away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when that happened, I was like, "Oh shit, things are really happening like right in my doorstep." Yeah. And you know, like George Floyd was more was murdered three blocks from my workplace. So like, it's real. Sure. So this place will clearly have an effect. I mean, I got to get a lot of gay out of my system here. I got to like go to pride and do a lot of things. Then now I'm like, okay, I'm like, I, I got a lot of things out of my system here. And it's like, I think it's good. I came here and I didn't go to like in LA or New York or Chicago earlier. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I would have like, gone down a bad path yeah cut cut your teeth in a market like minneapolis denver somewhere somewhere like yeah. that and then eventually move out and go to somewhere that will pick you up and, and chicago's going to be such a great step for you well and like my parents love chicago my mom grew up outside chicago until she was 14 or 15 like it's still in the midwest i can easily get home if one of those old drunk people that i call my parents falls over i mm-hmm. can get that really fast like and then, yeah, eventually I'm going to have to go to California because I can't handle I mean, the planet might be on fire by then, so maybe we'll all just die, which mm-hmm. would be ideal. But, um, yeah, I can't handle these winters anymore. I'm also sick of people from Chicago being like, oh, get ready for the winter. I'm like, bitch, I live in Minneapolis, have for five years. <laughs> I'm good. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Right on. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what's going on with me. Good. What are you doing but, for Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, I'm going to – well, I'm already three beers deep. And, I know. Uh, I'm, we're going to have to wrap this up because I have to pee again. Yeah, I got to pee again, too. So, yeah, this would be a good we're time. We're going to piss on each other. <laughs> what time is it? 2.24. We got to... We what gotta, are you rooting we, for? Ah, that's so hard because... I don't care. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, first I kind of don't want LA to win, though. Well, here's the thing. I love Matthew Stafford. Chuck, who do you got in the game? You grab the mic. Who's the go, coach, go, right? Uh, yeah, I, no, I want Matt Stafford. To win. Matt, oh, Matt Stafford. Quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but here's the thing. Cincinnati... Cincinnati always been a shit team. Never had an opportunity That's to win a Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, or no, Boomer and let them win, but this it's been like 30 years. This is like their years. fifth time going yes. ever. Yeah, so I'm all about it, but I really like, because Matthew Stafford, dude, if you really want a good read, read about Matthew Stafford taking care of his cancer-ridden wife. Because when Matthew Stafford's wife had cancer and he like was like basically telling the team, I can't be there, I need to be with my family, my wife is, like I love the game of football, but my wife is so much more important that will fucking bring you to tears. And the fact that that guy, there's a great photoshopped photo of Matthew Stafford from the LA Rams hugging Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions going, dude, you spent 13 years in an absolute shithole with a team that did not fucking care about you. And now you're with people that oh, want to watch you win. He was like a veteran. I thought he was like some new young guy. No, man, he's been around and he has been like, Oh, that's good. He's a super nice. Oh, well, so, now, so now this is the, this is the first Super Bowl that I can remember. I don't remember. Like, yeah, usually I have a set. Cause usually it's whoever's against Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And I'm like, <laughs> I vote for them. Or if it's a Midwest team, I usually always cheer for it. Cause I mean, as much as I like to think I am a Midwest boy through and through yeah. so like if it was the chiefs i'd be like fuck it sorry i have to go for them because they're from the midwest sure yeah. and you know the vikings are never getting there and if they do i know very well not to cheer for them because they'll lose so and i will never cheer for the packers so aside from that if it's the who do we got bears 
It's basically just bears or chiefs. Chief, bears or chiefs, that's all you get. Yeah. Um, I guess Ohio is like technically Midwest, but to me, I'm like, yeah. Well, the Browns are never gonna go. The Browns are never yeah. gonna go. Yeah. And then the I, that's why I'm like, okay, Bengals. It'll be cool if they win because like, when's the last time you ever heard them having anything? Yeah. Boomer Esiason. Years ago. Fucking. You don't think you were born? I don't think I've ever no. seen Cincinnati go to the Super Bowl in my life. No, no. No. I would love to know the year they last went. And then, but like, also, it's in LA. It's like a new team. Chuck, you want to look that up quick? When was the last time the Cincinnati Bengals were in the? God, be like, I'd be surprised if it was in my life. I, I don't think it was. I think Boomer Esiason, and we're talking like that would have been like 89, 90, 91, maybe so somewhere maybe in there. Maybe right before. Maybe right before you were born. Yeah, you've never been on the. You were not on the planet the last time the fucking Bengals God, went to the awesome Super Bowl. The planet was the best when I was. It was there. awesome, dude. It was awesome. No. I, I was like 37. It was the fucking best time of my life. The 80s were great. It was fucking cocaine yeah, it was great and straight people. Straight people. We loved it. Chuck, what do you got? Yeah, it looks like they were in 1988. 88? Yeah, so I wasn't oh even. Oh my a god, thought. Dude, my you were not even a thought. Even yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, man. Thank you for coming down. I know you were super busy today with like. I wasn't that busy. Just no, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna get to. So waking up and putting on sweatpants and a super nice purple U and I. Where I went to college. Is it really University of Northern Iowa? No shit. I'll be damned. Huh. Yeah. yeah, you speak like a college. Did a, did a lot of. Did a lot of things. Dudes. Broke a lot of shit. Oh. I didn't break anything, but I did a lot of dudes. <laughs> Who? But well, I, I didn't do a lot of dudes. I did my first semester, and then I kind of. A, there's only so many to choose from, and B, I was like, okay, like, yeah, we got it. But when yeah. I got there, no, no dick or asshole was safe. I, <laughs> I bet, the, and I had so much fun. I loved where I went to college. I love it. Yeah, I bet day one college Riley is the same guy as like fifty seven year old Riley. I mean, it's I think same. I'm a little more like smarter a little smarter smarter yeah. and a little more you know yeah but yeah i've always been just yeah yeah i just want to like have fun and like people not be cunts is that really a big fucking problem that's a great Seems to be a big problem in the world that i've in comedy and gay people i i surround myself with the two most triggered bitchy whiny people ever <laughs> gay men and comics no one fucking like they are such fucking babies yeah i agree I agree. And I'm like, fucking go to Holstein, Iowa, and then call me. Fucking pussy. <laughs> Pisses me off. That's where I end this podcast. We're done. Cut. <laughs>the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.